The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello! The Email Marketing Heroes. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Nate Wright from Inbox Attack. Nate has written more than 10,000 campaigns, and his company is the highest rated for email marketing on the whole of Upwork, and he's co-produced the Mail, the Mailshake, I can never say that word, Mailshake Cold Email Academy. That's what he's done. Now, we're going to... We're going to be talking about why you could very well be wearing the wrong hat when you write in your emails. That'll all make sense in a minute. And how to find your archetype. Also, listen, when this podcast episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're all alone and you've got loads of questions. So come and share whatever it is that you're working on and get stuck into all of the training, the resources and everything else we've got going on in our free Facebook group. Just go to your favorite web browser and search for www.robandkennedy.group. It will take you straight over to the group. It will, or you can just bang over to Facebook and look for the Email Marketing Show community. That'll take you there as well. So, at his first cricket game at school, he came to bat and the sports teacher fell over laughing because he was holding the cricket bat the wrong way round. You weren't holding the wrong end, were you? It's Robert Temple, our favourite hypnotist. Robert Temple! And he's never tried an aubergine, that's an eggplant if you're in the US, because he's not sure what a purple vegetable should taste like. It's Mind Reader Kennedy. It's true. Robin Kennedy can get inside your head. Did the bowler, like, go around the other way or something and be like... <laughs> <laughs> Shall we do this differently? Well, the, sports, the sports teacher like wiggle his fingers, if to say like the wrong way around. I was very tempted to just turn my entire body around the other way. <laughs> Welcome back. Yes, we are here every single week, right in your ear holes, helping people like yourself, course creators, coaches, membership site owners, make email marketing less of a numbers game and put the odds back in your favor with harder hitting, higher converting, psychology driven email marketing. Now, Kennedy, we're joined by Nate today, and I've got three statements to give you about Nate. One of these is true. The other two I have made up, and it's your job to guess which one it is. No looking at Nate, just in case he does give anything away. So, Nate, which of these is true? Uh, Did Nate used to have a pet parrot that could perfectly mimic the sound of his telephone ringing? Did he battle through an entire snowy winter in a car and it had absolutely no windscreen wipers? Or did he once record a parody music, a rock music, a parody rock music video to raise money for charity? Oh, mate, you've you've upped your game, haven't you? Like, you're usually shit at this, but this is good. Um, did I feel like I've heard of somebody who had a parrot. Did we do an interview with someone once before who had a parrot who could... Oh, have I seen that on a TV show? I'm going to discount them because I feel like that's a familiar thing um, for some reason. Um, uh, Windscreen wipers. It's quite... I don't think you would have made that up, whereas the music thing... I'm going to go with the windscreen wipers uh, in, in the whole of winter. Nate, which one's true? Man, nailed it, man. Yes! That was good. You think he was a mind reader? Yeah, or something. He was a mind reader. Yeah. Yeah. Just I even guessing between three things. I even tried to <laughs> <laughs> realize the Nate. probability later. But uh 
Nate has basically just taken your entire 15 year or 18 year career and just reduced it down to guessing from three things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway, it's a lovely episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) I even tried to stumble over the third one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, dude, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. No, I appreciate you guys having me. That was a pretty epic interim. One of the reasons I got out of podcasting is because like my production was so piss poor. Like it was embarrassing. Like I don't know if I've murdered off all those old episodes yet. So please don't look. (laughs) They were bad. We wanted to talk to you because your background in understanding subscribers with all that experience of working for all these great brands and great businesses and all this work you're doing through Upwork and all this stuff. What the major thing that you've nailed is understanding the relationship between the sender of the email, that, that's us, and the receiver of the email. And but there's a major problem really in that most people think that the relationship every single time is the same and they have the same archetype, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, to be blunt, it's just, they're making the same assumptions over and over and over again. Right. And uh, human and rational assumptions, it's logical that someone would want to buy from a stranger that way or from someone they know that way, but humans are not rational ever. Right, right. So which is the, what is this archetype we're sort of beating around the bush that is one that most people go for and it doesn't really work all the time? Oh, the hero. The hero, you know, so you get the email from if it's like on the B2B side of the world, it's going to be, hey, I've, hey, stranger, I've got this product that's going to change your life, you know, or, you know, an e-commerce store slinging something that, that, you know, this, this, uh, this scarf is just going to, you know, change your life or my service or my advice is, 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 you know, man, your life must have really sucked before I showed up basically yeah playing the hero <laughs> playing the hero so, that whole hero's yeah. journey show them how that you're you're absolutely fabulous mm. and come and yeah. follow me because i'm wise exactly so and it sort of makes sense as to yeah. why that's the thing because you know i'm here i'm the authority expert i'm gonna i'm gonna just mm. change your life in you know three three clicks on my fingers and that's gonna be sorted. and it makes sense why people would want to come from that angle yeah. i'm curious to know in what aspect of that do you find that to be a mistake well, a few things. Uh, one of the, one of the things is that the you know humans at their core are selfish and they want to protect their ego. So if you're approaching a stranger or someone that you don't have a deep relationship with, implying that they screwed something up, or they're wearing the wrong scarf, or doing the wrong training, or in the wrong industry, is highly presumptive. First of all, and second of all it just puts their guard up. It's like, man, I don't want, it, it's almost like you're, you're like, uh, kind of intentionally getting under their skin to let them know what they're wrong. Like, man, like your nose is just ginormous. I've got just a solution for that. So, so it create, it create, it has, it has, I could do with that. Guard I could do with that. We need them to drop their guard, not raise their guard. Uh, so it almost comes off as a passive aggressive attack in, in certain instances. There's of course exceptions to everything, but more often than not, uh, it, it creates a, an undesirable 
chemical response, frankly, in the person that's that's reading it. And it makes perfect sense because if you go, you know, if if you go to someone's house for dinner and you tell and you start and they're cooking dinner, you start telling them. I mean, this happened to my mum at Christmas. You know, we, we all went over to my mum's and I'm trying to tell her how to do the cooking and she quickly gets pissed off and like, how dare you tell me how to do this thing? The defences are straight up. It doesn't become constructive. It's not inspiring at all. You're not inspiring change. Right. You're just pissing people off. I, I mean, yeah. It's it's interesting. We did a test where we tested it uh, to the same offer in two different ways. What a free offer! One of them was like the three mistakes you're probably making about this thing, and the other was three amazing ways that you could you can improve this thing. And they're both the same th- content, just a different angle. And the one that was you're making these three mistakes just bombed horrendously. But the one that was like uplifting and interesting and insightful didn't work. And I suppose it, it does make sense. One of the reasons potentially why people default to this hero battle is actually uh, potentially because they've never really thought about it. In other words, they've kind of modelled what they've seen other marketers doing nothing wrong with that and it's in its essence and therefore when you see other marketers being the hero it's easy for your marketing to absorb that way because i would imagine i'm counting myself in here there's a bunch of people who've really never thought about oh well like i could be something else i could be i can choose what i'm going to be right yeah i mean the the very rudimentary explanation of the hero's journey is that is that you've got this character Right. And in this old world, and that's where the first poor assumption is made is that the world they're in is negative. So like, oh, man, things must be so hard. You must be really dying in this economy. You, you must hate your job. You must hate your relationships. Like, no, it's it's usually the devil, you know, like maybe your life is mediocre. Maybe you think it's good and maybe you want it to be better. Maybe you think your life is great, but you're curious what, what can make it even more awesome. You don't know where they're at. That's a huge assumption. And then something else comes along and says, Hey person, get off that out of that comfort zone and come on this journey with me. And the hero is like the, the soon to be hero in this story is going to be like, no, piss off. I I'm happy here. And then something has to raise the stakes to, to force this hero to take the hero's journey they cross some sort of a threshold from the old world to the new world. They make, make some friends. They go through some shit, make some mistakes, power through the mistakes. And then about halfway to two thirds of the way through the story, their friends disappear. Things get way worse and they have their cave scene and they have to make that, that choice on their own. They find the elixir, you know, that the sword and the stone, the magic potion, love, whatever it is. And then they take that and they return and bring it back to their old world. So that's the hero's journey in a really rudimentary fashion. And there's all those characters you meet along the way though. And so the the common thing to do when you're, when you're trying to break out of that, I'm the center of this universe and you should think so too, is to frame yourself as the mentor. Because a mentor in most stories, that would be Obi-Wan, that would be Yoda, that would be uh, Dumbledore. Right. So it's a wise old mentor, someone that's been through it before. They've already been on their own hero's journey and made it back alive. So it's like, hey, like, if you listen to me, you're not going to make as many of these mistakes along the way. You know, I've got some battle scars to prove it. And that's one thing in movies you'll notice a lot is that the mentor is rarely some polished, perfect person. They're usually a drunk. They're usually not very well dressed. 
sometimes they're cranky and then they're not necessarily like a t- what you would typically like yoda was was a perfect mentor he was kind of gross he was gross but smart right Okay, so if most of us are following that whole thing of I've mastered this thing and I'm the hero and you should come and uh, I'll I'll take you along Mm -hmm. the same steps and you can learn from my battle scars, that's just one route and it's the most common route we see other people using. So what's the alternative? Well, there's there's all these other characters someone encounters in, in the journey and they're frankly represent people categorically people that you encounter in your day in your in your life like you talked about uh your mom's cooking being criticized or you know some backseat driving happening there, which sounds terrifying it sounds like that's why i don't like look forward to thanksgiving <laughs> in the states with my family. it's like oh my god like who's gonna leave the leave the kitchen crying first but everyone kind of fills these different roles these different archetypes these different character types and some of the more the other ones you could look at is the ally. So in Star Wars, that would be Han Solo. So more of a peer and less of a teacher, which for someone that's trying to sell something that's or intellectual, like a course mm-hmm. or a book mm-hmm. or uh, an idea mm-hmm. uh, or a speaking series, uh, it, it does. It seems counterintuitive to do that, but from an ego perspective, like when, when I connected with you guys, like I Billy connected with you and I'm like, like, crap, are these guys better at email than me? Like your email marketing show. And I'm like, why didn't I get that show? I had all this doubt in me, but in the communication, it was much more peer to peer unless I'm the badass and you should feel privileged to have Nate right on your show. And, uh, or, Oh my God. Like, uh, you know, you should be feel privileged that, that like you made, you barely made the cut, man. Like we, <laughs> we made an exception to let you squeak in. So you've got these, <laughs> these opposite extremes, right? That's all that psychology stuff is the scared little boy inside. Right. Everyone's got it. Right. Everyone's got it. So, so I would say the ally is a really good one. And the ally could be fun too. In movies you see like, uh, uh, what's his name? Samwise Gamgee in the Lord of the Rings series. You know, it was kind of a silly, and then and uh, the Took brothers were just ridiculous, right? And they could be fun, and that's like so. If you are running an email campaign that you want to be a little lighter, framing it in that wearing that ally hat, that hey, we're in the same industry, just working at different angles. You know, I mean, we live on the same block. You know, yeah. I've got a two-story house; it might be a little more awesome, but. Your house is nice too. Right, right. So, okay. So we've got yeah. the ally. So that's a really good one. Like we're sort of, we're, we're both doing this. We can help each other. It's all going well. Yep. We've got like a common cause, which is which is nice because that's the mm-hmm. reason that we, we're aligned. Um, what other archetypes are interesting? One, it's kind of a ballsy approach, but I've used it a few times and it's worked. I've also had a blow up in my face is the... <laughs> is the threshold guardian. So the threshold guardian in Hero's Journey is like, I don't know if you guys have seen like never ending story. Right. There was a scene where they have the two big statues and uh, like naked statues and then the heroes needs to walk through this, over this threshold from the old world into the new world. And 
the people that are unworthy get like fried with, with these lasers coming out of the eyes of these statues. So these are the threshold guardians. They're the ones that are that aren't going to make it easy. Like, hey, like all oh, that. So it's this new world's way better. But there's some shit you got to go through first. You got to get in into the club. And threshold guardian is the one that usually will will may share some warning about, hey, this is pretty sketchy. Are you sure you want to do this? They may say, no, you can't do this until you jump over this cliff first. So for people that are trying to develop like an exclusive Facebook group that's part of their offering, that archetype actually might work for them because it's like, hey, this probably isn't for you. I still want to connect to you on human level. He's, you know, but this isn't for everybody. When you see those kinds of email sequences where it's almost like the reverse psychology thing, it's like, no, you can't have it. People want it more. Now you could go too far with it, but I think that the threshold guardian is one that I specifically, if there is a limited number of slots available and that's actually a true cap, not a clearance sale every weekend mattress, you know, going out of business sale <laughs> routine, then that could be effective. Wow. Okay. That's a really, really nice one. I'm interested as people start to look through these, because I, I really think there'll be people right now having like mind blown emoji moments where they're literally thinking, I've never even thought about this. I've never even thought about which one of these would naturally draw me in, which one of these I think I would be naturally. Um, so I'm interested as somebody starting to think about these different archetypes, is this something where somebody should pick one and they are that they are that archetype within their business and, and that's what they market from? Or is this something that changes over time or it changes like from campaign to campaign? Where does this fit? It changes from campaign to campaign but typically you want to pick one in each campaign all the way from the first ad or email all the way through to the landing page and the onboarding and everything else. So the actual journey, the customer journey, if you will, needs to be cohesive because if you keep handing folks off now, all right campaigns where there is a handoff, like I just wrote a campaign last night where the first email was from the CEO and he says, in the, in the really short email says, Hey, I'm going to hand you off to my VP. To, to, to fill you in on the details. And there was actually a handoff from the mentor to the ally. That's so interesting. That, that, as I said, there, there's that campaign might not work either. You know, that's the type of like thinking we need to do to, to make it feel more natural, but just different enough where it's memorable to, to, to develop that contrast, but different targets though. There's different targets. If you're going after higher level folks or folks in different industries, like on a macro level, technology versus manufacturing, it's a very different sales psychology at play. So you need to choose what is going to get them to trust you. I love that. And I think what's really interesting, I had a little, another massive light bulb moment there, which was if you're the if you have a number of different products or courses you or expertise that you train people in you could have one campaign about something you've been doing for years so for example email marketing for us like we've been doing that for years so we could be the sort of the wise person we've done this a lot a lot a lot of time we still make mistakes so show some humility but also some wisdom great but then we might say, but recent so new campaign in a few months time, and this is not planned by the way, but just making it up, is one of the ways that we grew our business was through our Facebook group, which is true. Our Facebook group is like amazing and it's the most involved mm -hmm. and interactive thing we're doing right now. And But in a month's time, we won't have had years experience of doing that, but we could say, 
we've just done this thing. Do you want to see how we just did it? And it's almost like I'm not bringing years of wisdom. I'm bringing, bloody hell, like the fluke, the, the lucky guy um, kind of. This is, this is a lucky thing that I came across. Or this is what we've just tested and just worked. And it has a very different flavor to it. And do you know what it does? It does something that we call becoming 3D. You can't be wise in everything. If you turn up and go, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm amazing at email. By the way, I'm also amazing at health and fitness, and I'm, I'll teach you anything. People are going to smell bullshit pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 you brought up a really, really good point. One of the ways to determine if you want to go mentor or ally, those are the two primary ones that you use, is recency. So a mentor has 25 years experience doing it. The ally just did it yesterday. So the recency of their knowledge might be more important to the prospect. And that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons why, you know, like choosing one is important. I've been doing it for 25 years and I'm doing cool new stuff. It's just like, all right, old man, how much new stuff could you really be doing? Because all the biases are at play. The older you get, the harder it is to do new things. Sure. Like that's that's human nature. You can't fight that. Yeah, that's and so. I think the big takeaway from for me right here is, is just actually you can change that on, from campaign to campaign to add mm-hmm. another level of variety. Some people hear a new voice, and it's not the same thing. Also, it gives you some new angles to write those emails from. If you feel like you're always saying, "Well, you know, this is what you, you've got that catchphrase." You always use because you've fallen into mm-hmm. it this is a great way of getting out of that just by going i'm going to do this one differently i'm going to be newer i'm going to be older i'm going to be this i'm going to be that and just look up i mean there's lots of different models for archetypes that you can do a, a good old google search yep. for uh, which they use in theater which they use they use in lots of different in, in writing and all kinds of stuff yep. and just go i'm gonna have a go at that and just write an email in that voice and just see if you like it or not i mean bloody hell give it a shot yeah, I mean, you look at, like, you mentioned theater. Uh, the Shakespeare, the wise fool. The ghost, that's prophetic, that the ghost would be more of a, uh, a herald. Say, hey, some shit's going down. <laughs> like, just, just want you to know some shit. So if you're, if you're in a business where it's, uh, that you have a really intimate knowledge of kind of the behind the scenes of what's happening in an industry, you could frame yourself as as the herald that's actually letting people know. And that could be like in the form of like a prophet. They could, they could take a lot of different forms, but that's useful. And that's a way of building intrigue, <laughs> a way to get someone to force them to take the call. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is, there's some stuff happening here. I think it relates to, insert company name here. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it in, in this industry a bit. You know, let's hop on the phone and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to share some of like what I'm seeing right now. So that is kind of a blending of the archetypes. And you can actually blend archetypes together. It needs to be intentional, though. You don't want to keep switching hats. So you could have a gray beard, but wear the same baseball cap there. Right. Got it. So. Got it. I love it. I, love, I, I could talk about this for hours and days. I know you could too, because we've already had conversations yeah, yeah. about it. So, <laughs> I'm hard to be like, sound, boy, sound bite. And <laughs> like, everyone I've talked to in radio, I have a lot of friends that are in radio and in, in film, and they're constantly getting in my case. Like, like just shorten your sentences by about... <laughs> 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 no, just, just step on the scale and subtract 20. 
Bloody hell, bloody hell. <laughs> That's absolutely yeah. awesome. I mean, we could, I want to talk about the magician archetype and the what. I, I want to talk oh. about it all. But um, yeah. definitely, we should go and check that out. Maybe we can do some more work on that in another time. Thank you so much. Um, I want to oh, head quick, into... Quick, yeah. Sorry, quick, quick, no, just a quick resource before I forget. TV Tropes. I think it's like tvtropes.com or .org. Uh, they stockpile all the like subcategories. And if you get stuck on a campaign, I'll pull up that site and just go down that rabbit hole just to get out of my own head. You know, they, 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 all all the cliche things you see in television, they they've they've built a directory of it. So I, I love that. Just that's a little, a little hack. That's a great yeah. resource. Love it. Let's head into subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Dude, have you got a subject line to share with us? Uh yeah. I've been playing with uh a different ways of using merge tags in campaigns. And one of the things we look at is, is typically people like to name drop, like I'll name drop male shake and Orrin Claff and male chimp. When I send campaigns, if you're name dropping people in your, in the targets industry. So if I'm reaching out to, uh, industrial engineers, right. And I'm name dropping Honeywell and something and, uh, Siemens, Honeywell, Siemens, their company name, and just put that in the email Ooh, subject love line. That. So you you group them together, and there would be, or you could even sandwich it in there. Honeywell company name, Siemens, uh, just to be like, well, and that that kind of plays up on that club thing that we we're talking about before. I flip and love it because you're basically, like, oh putting- yeah, you guys should be in the same category. Oh, you're not. Oh, that's because you're not working with us. Ooh. Let's see if we can fix that. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's a little so presumptuous, good. but I love it. I love it, and it really gives them an ego as well. Of like, you're pr- you're almost there. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like you're pretty aligned. That's an awesome subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Now, Nate, if people want to find out more about you and everything that you're doing, how can they get in touch? Uh, Nate at inboxattack.com is the easiest way. I confess oh, yeah. that our site inboxattack.com is in it's like fifteen three model. So it, I, I always hesitate. He's like, go to my website. It's amazing. It's not. Uh, but just send me an email, <laughs> Nate at inboxattack.com. Love it. And awesome. If, yeah, we've got the, the show notes for this entire episode and the link to get in touch with Nate as well. If you go to theemailmarketingshow.com slash attack. Now, let's not leave this conversation here, folks. If you want to join in in this conversation and keep it going, then make sure you come and hang out in our free Facebook group. Just go to any web browser, type in www.robandkennedy.group, or if you head over to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show community, you'll see it pop right up. Go ahead, join the group, and let's talk. Thanks a lot, Nate, and we'll see you all next week. All right, cheers, guys. I'm going to write my next email as Mr. Tumnus. How long have you been waiting to say that?